This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants 18 plus rewards registration required points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. Hey Spotifyers, click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar, the freshest 50 hip-hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another podcast. Once again, joined by Lee. Hello. Welcome back. Got your Wales top on. Very um, appropriate for the. Switched over current, now. Current uh, calendar, maybe. Weird, though. Weird having that on this time of year now. Not usually uh, even any international breaks going into, like, Christmas, is there? It is just such a weird season. It still hasn't, it just hasn't hit me the wheels of going to the World Cup because it's been so... It just seems, it doesn't seem to have had a big build-up. I think this week will be a good build-up, I think, up until the weekend. I know. It's just so frustrating, in it? The one that they... Just, obviously, everyone's happy to go in. But it's like the controversial one, isn't it? It's, it's the times oh. of the games is all weird. It's I all carnage the... about the fans being out there. It's all controversy, and they're like they're paying fans to like support teams. <laughs> yeah. I, I was sort of into the other day that apparently some family that lives local has just been given like 20 tickets to go to 20 different games because like they can't sell them all. Or no one's go in. Yeah, let's say same thing happened with uh, someone, someone that I work with. They've got, um, they've got family members who live in Qatar, and uh, yeah, they said the same. It's just, it's crazy. And I watched that, um, watched the FIFA documentary on Netflix. That was, that was brilliant. I was hooked. I watched the first episode, and I ended up watching them all in one, like one night. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was all about like behind the scenes and how it ended the, up uh, being Russia and Qatar. Stuff. Oh, yeah, it was great. Well, I'm sure the World Cup will be good to watch it, but it's, it's just like so much conflicts in there. Like some of the like sport personalities and people I would normally go out for entertainment purposes, like they don't know whether they should do it normally because of the circumstances behind the country. And I don't want to get too much into the politics right now because I'm not going to say I'm necessarily the most clued up on all of it. Um, but just to watch all these people that would normally be so involved 
having a moral conflict and I guess the players and the teams themselves as well. Like USA have done something, haven't they, where they've changed their their badge to like the pride rainbow colours. Um have you seen that? Oh no, I didn't. That's fair play. Not on their kits, but like everything around like their camp and any press conferences and yeah, any use of the badge yeah. outside the kit. They've changed the like red stripes down the middle to the pride colours to try and make a statement because of the um I guess the the rights for um, that community yeah. out there are not where they should be. Um, I like that. I think um, they're just trying to raise that in a way that is, it's, on, it's on the stage, isn't it? Then, yeah, I think um, England said that Harry Kane's going to wear like a rainbow captain's armband. I think. I think that's better though than like the, the argument of like we're boycotted if you're against it. Like it's not good enough. I always think go in and making a statement on the cameras out there is better. I think personally, because you're using the audience, you're using the platform then to show the audience um, what should change. And that's when the people who are in charge might take notice. Whereas if you just don't turn up, they can just like kind of carry on as if like there's a need to care. That's what I think anyway. So it's good to see some of these yeah. little things. I'm sure there'll be a lot more, but we'll, uh, I'm sure there'll be stuff to talk about as the World Cup progresses. So for today's podcast, anyway, we are going to slightly talk about the World Cup. We're going to talk about uh, well, I say talk, but we're going to kind of do like a little mini prediction where we're going to try and pick the winners for the group stages. And then I guess we can go further and see how right we get it by the end. Um, so that'll be a little bit of fun. don't think our Championship League table one's going too well, but we need to check in on that at some point. But maybe we'll do a bit better this time. Uh, and then we'll also touch on the Swans, of course. We're going to talk about the run going into this break now where they stand kind of like it's not quite halfway is it but it sort of is so we're going to talk about where we are halfway into the season and we might touch a little bit on uh perhaps we can touch on that first actually Lee. you said you've been watching the ronaldo interview now i've seen the <laughs> clips here and there and it only came out last night so i haven't managed to watch it yet part two is tonight as of recording so only half of it's actually available but um we might talk about that because that seems like a big topic at the moment and what's on everyone's lips. So it'd be interesting to see the views on that. And I guess in the comments as well, if anyone can let us know, like what's your opinion on Ronaldo and his situation at Man United, who's in the wrong? Is it him? Is it the club? Um, I don't know. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Like it's just a massive deal. I, I never expected a Piers Morgan interview. <laughs> it's it's weird. It's weird for a for like a football for like a football interview, isn't it? That it's like yeah. a really sort of one on one serious interview. So I found I found that really strange. Yeah, I think that's just I guess that's how that big was, he is. That was controversy the other day in Andrew Tate, and that was a big thing. And I was like, oh, he's got Ronaldo next. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, I don't know. I it was interesting to, to hear what he said, like just to get his point of view, because I get I guess it's fair enough in a way. It's a bit weird, but he gets so much. He was getting so much stick in that time that I guess how does he, how does he defend himself? Really, how does he, how does he bite back? I guess you know I don't necessarily agree with the way he's done it. It's kind of seems like he's throwing his toys at the pram a little bit. But I mean, if some of the stuff he says is true. Then I, I, I can't can't really blame him. He's got to get his side of the story out because he was getting slated. Um, a little bit at the beginning of this year, but more so last year. He's getting a hell of a time, isn't he? All the pundits slating him, all the media slating him. I think you've got to have 
he's got to have a voice this back, season has been bad hasn't it like because of the whole pre-season thing yeah. but from what i saw he was saying a lot of the reason he didn't go was because of the stuff with his family and the, the kids and like yeah. his baby one of, he had twins didn't he and one of them didn't make yeah. it and then the other one was quite ill yeah people for, people forget that side of it because i i i was guilty of it myself i forgot that that happened because then they talked about it and i was like oh, i forgot it doesn't but with footballers it's like oh that was the new story at the time and it all came out to me like oh that's really bad and then a couple of months down the line it's sort of forgotten then isn't it it's like oh well he's not playing well like why is he not playing well but like he doesn't just get over that so you see kind of yeah. see the human side of it um so it's yeah like I, that, uh, I don't know. top goal scorer last year yeah I, I i gotta be honest i in, enjoyed it in a weird way it's just nice to get it get it from another side and get get it from another angle like from a player saying yeah we've wondered i guess we've all wondered for years like what why man united haven't got back to the top and the stuff that he's saying that they're so far behind like other clubs and they've just sort of stuck in time i mean it all makes sense and uh i thought i i, I quite enjoyed it i'm gonna watch part two tonight yeah i think you gotta like listen to the pinch of salt as well though from yeah his perspective is probably biased and then you hear the oh, perspective is. is going to be biased the other side and he kind of perhaps got to make a judgment that meets halfway yeah, yeah. And i don't think yeah. necessarily either one of them is um coming out of this situation oh no good. I, it, it's it's awful for like the club and the player but for us for entertainment yeah <laughs> it's great yeah yeah i do kind of feel a bit like i don't know i would get in this situation with such a good player you might think other people are better. Is the argument Messi, Ronaldo? But regardless, he's one of the best players in the world. His goal-scoring record is like insane. How do you end up in this situation? I just don't get it. Like it's crazy, really. Yeah, it seemed like because when he first came back, it seemed like it was um, it was going well. But then I think from the interview, it seemed like when uh, when the results started to deteriorate, and then they sacked Solskjaer. I think that's it. All went downhill from there. Then for him as well, I think it just never recovered from that. Yeah, he said about uh, Ranjirik, didn't he? Saying like it was a weird thing to bring him in as director of what? What did he get brought in as? Well, yeah, he got brought in as like manager, but then with a view that at the end of the season he yeah. would be director of football. It was yeah, weird to be fair. Questioning that when he saying like yeah. everyone was laughing, not just him in the club, like everyone across the world yeah. thought it was a bit of a joke. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't get why they didn't sell him in the summer. To be honest, I don't understand. I well, I don't know if anybody, I don't know if anybody came in today. I don't know if anybody wanted him. Well, it's just everywhere. He's going to go to Chelsea now, isn't it? Yeah, but you can again. He's, it's it's funny with the timing though, isn't it? Like obviously, the World Cup now. It, it came out that the interview was happening like hours after they finished the game against Fulham, wasn't it? Which was their last game before the break. And it's like it's perfect timing because he's like it's obviously part of him trying to get out of the club, isn't it? Oh, he it's knows like he saying, is getting out, and now he doesn't have to worry anymore about yeah. any repercussions. I don't know because uh, yeah. they won't be kicking a ball away before. Well, there will be some games, but I guess he doesn't need to care about them when there's only two weeks left in December. Yeah, I, I love it. I think it's just like it's just entertainment. I think it's let's just. Just enjoy it, like you said. Take it with a pinch of salt. Both sides are biased, I think. You can just imagine, like, imagine. I, I don't think they will, but imagine like Portugal going to win the World Cup. He scores a winner in the final. Just imagine that. Yeah, he pulls his top off and it says, "Like, I'm joining Man City." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
can you just imagine that? You, you won't put it past him, would you? Like <laughs> him dragging Portugal to win the World Cup. Yeah. Is there 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 this time? <laughs> yeah, I know. No, um, but no, yeah, interesting. I saw him coming out like Rooney and Neville, didn't he? He was uh, having a pop by them. Yeah, I, I, I didn't really get that. Some of it seemed a bit staged, like, but some of it was weird, though. Wouldn't you say how, how good looking he is? And uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 like. I don't know because that's it's where weird. it's like you might start having sympathy for some of his situation and then you hear some of that and you're just like oh my god he's so arrogant <laughs> yeah I know oh yeah well he is definitely it's only he could do that interview like if anybody else does it like it probably doesn't have any doesn't have as much hype does it and everybody just be like oh shut up but it's quite funny I think he loves I it I don't know like all the sports all the ones that get to the top like or quite often or not um, they have this sort of personality where it's just like anyone else at a lower level comes across like that you're like deluded arrogant like idiots basically like um i i i don't watch so much of it now but i've always enjoyed snooker and you got ronnie o'sullivan obviously the one at the top and it's been i think the world is it there's some sort of championship this week maybe the uk or worlds i can't remember i think it's worlds actually uh, but there's, yeah. there's a big event anyway so he's been around the um news and headlines and he just talks sometimes he just says stuff and you're just like why did you keep talking <laughs> like he, what's he saying he's saying at the moment like um he only plays because he gets bored otherwise he doesn't actually care about like winning or losing and he feels like it's more stressful um like he's won seven world titles he go for the eighth one and he's just like ah oh. Feel like I can't be asked to just turn up because, like, just because everyone be like, "Oh, will he get his eighth? It's like I don't really don't care. I just want to, I just want to like pass the time. <laughs> it's just like he's meant to be the best Man. super player in the world. So you got all these other players that are trying to get to his level that just haven't been able to for years and years, and he's, just, he's saying stuff like that. Like, just he's like, oh, I turn up to some tournaments other times, so I can't be asked. I just won't bother. <laughs> it's like. I, I don't know. Fine. Just it's funny, and I guess it's the entertainment value as well, but. It's, it's quite a common trait, I think, in top athletes. I think I think you've got to be to a certain extent, and you to get to the like very top. I think you've got to have that edge, haven't you? Like fully yourself, and just like, oh yeah, amazing. you've got you've got to have a bit of that at the top. You've got to. There's a bit of it in Formula One as well on the weekend with Max Verstappen. Oh, I don't yeah, know if you saw I... any of that. That's been all over the news this week. No, I haven't seen it. I don't watch much of the F1 to be honest. No, he just um... so he's won the world title already. Like, he's only one race left. He was the penultimate one was in Brazil last week and um, he's well like you said he's already won he's like 200 points ahead at this point or something ridiculous yeah Red Bull have also won the Constructors which is the team one there's two championships yeah. they've both been one wrapped up right his teammate is fighting for second place with another driver and um, they had a bit of a poor race this week so they were running in like six and seven Yeah, and his teammate was behind well his teammate let him pass because the team said alright let him pass see if he can move up a couple of positions he didn't manage to overtake anyone so but in the last lap he was like oh if you can't get past them right give the position back because it helps his teammate essentially get more points to secure being second and oh, he was right just like me. he was just like nah i'm not doing that i told you why i'm not doing it don't ever ask me that again <laughs> like right hmm. but the, there's more behind it his teammate like as all season all last season done a lot of stuff that's helped him win the two world championships in the last two years quite important stuff as well right like very helpful and um 
apparently there's something they're having a bit of a argument over from earlier in the season and this was his way of getting back of him but it just came across as so childish and like people kicking off a lot about it um it didn't really look good on him especially because he's like supposed to have shown a more mature side this season and then this happens at the end of the season and people are like rc same person as he was before um yeah just childish petty but just funny to see as well get the popcorn out when stuff like that happens because it all started kicking off afterwards was it before i remember a couple of years ago now was it i can't remember what the team was i'm sure one of them was webster was it australian webber web no mark webber mark webber you know mark webster mark webster's the darts player mark webber um Someone happened that they were the same team and someone yeah, it was that one, Weber. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much it was that again. Yeah, I remember that. Um, because now what's happened is this his teammates gone into the last race on the same amount of points as this other driver. Whereas if they had swapped positions, you would have been ahead. Ah, right. So it's like, why would you just not do it? Like, you've all, you've already won a world championship, you're already clear by 200 points. You weren't getting a podium anyway, or nothing like that. You were fighting for sixth and seventh place, like so. It's just a bit stupid, honestly. But it's I, funny. I, I don't know. I, I, not that I want, not that I'm that clued up on it, but like, it's kind of an individual. Even though they're in teams, yeah, it it's is. kind of an individual if, thing. And if that was the attitude all the time, I don't think anyone would have a problem with it. Because he's benefiting then from his the teammate being better. It's happened the other way around a lot, yeah, which has helped him win the world championship. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, if I'm he sure, comes yeah. up from behind, he always like right. Sergio Perez, his name is. He's like, right, Perez, move out the way for him. Don't fight him, whatever. And he's like, yeah, okay, okay, it's fine. A lot of times, and it's like the one time they've asked it the other way around, and and, and oh, he's got fair. nothing to play for. So it's like, basically, yeah, if fair. he had swapped it, you're he's helping his team secure a one-two finish in the world championship, whereas it might now be a one-three depending on the next race. Yeah. Which is like a big achievement, you know. So, like, it's not, it's just funny to see that sort of attitude coming out. But, um, yeah, pretty much the same as Weber and Vettel back in the day that it is. Uh, I think that was called Multi 2 1, if anyone knows, but F1, but Multi 21. But, um, that was a big one as well. Speaking of Vettel, he's actually retiring this weekend. So, Fair. yeah. Anyway, let's go back to the relevant <laughs> stuff. Um, so we, done a bit on Ronaldo. Perhaps we'll talk about that in a bit more detail after the second part comes out because who knows what might be discussed in the second part that would be good to perhaps revisit um we didn't say but as always don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you like hearing us ramble on about this random stuff obviously we will talk about the swans today but we are going into a little bit of a break because of the world cup so focus will be switched to that while we are doing podcasts hopefully got a couple more guests coming up in the next couple of weeks as well so stay tuned for that but if you want to make sure you keep up to date with them, click the big red subscribe button. You can click the bell icon as well, because that will make sure you get a notification when the videos release. And if it's Spotify or another podcasting service, you can follow us there as well. And if you're feeling kind, leave us a rating. That would really be nice to see. We would appreciate that. Um, if you want Wales to win the World Cup, leave us five stars. <laughs> um, okay, so should we do Swans or World Cup first? Let's do, let's do a World Cup first, is it? Okay, we'll, we'll, get, we'll do a little Get into the mood. Then. So, let me add this to the stream. If you are watching on, sorry, if you're listening on one of the podcast services, obviously you can't see our little uh, World Cup predictor we got on the screen, 
but we will talk you through what we're going to um, select. Uh, but before we start selecting the group stage winners and uh, runners-up, how are you feeling? It starts Sunday, correct? Sunday, yeah. Um, how are you feeling like ahead of this? I still find it like I just wish it was in the summer. Um, uh, I know. I'm going to be working so for weird. a lot of it, and the times is just like 10 o'clock in the morning one of our games is, isn't it? Yeah, that's on the Friday, isn't it? Around it's ten o'clock in the morning. I, I it's the time of you, but I can't really book time off work. And it's like yeah. if I did want to book time off work, I want to book it off for like you'd want to book it off Christmas time. I would imagine a lot of people would. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's it's really weird. I was thinking the other day though, I'm a bit torn because if it wasn't in Qatar and it wasn't in December, like would Wales have qualified? Would it be different? Like you know. Um, who knows? Well, in like, theory, knows? like it would just be next summer, would it? Or would it have been the summer just gone? No, it would have been summer just gone, yeah. So the qualifying would have we we were delayed in it because of everything happened in Ukraine, it got delayed a bit, but we would have yeah. qualified still the same way. I know, but we don't know with like players being fit and like the Ukraine thing as well. Like we would have had to have played because we beat Austria in the first round, didn't we? was Austria, wasn't it? Yeah. We beat Austria in the first playoff game and then we played Ukraine. It should have been, I think, we played Australia on like a Wednesday night or a Thursday Austria. night. And then, yeah. Yeah. What did I say then? I said Austria, didn't I? You said Australia the second time. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I meant Austria. Um, it's because I've just finished work. My head's fried. So, yeah, if we'd beaten Austria, I was going to say it again, Austria on the Thursday night, we should have played Ukraine on the Sunday. Now, would like Bale have been fit? to play two games in that close time would it seems to magically be fit for Wales though doesn't he I know I know but you don't need you know I think I I, I got a feeling that it's just worked out the way it's had to work out for Wales to qualify even though it's like quite selfish I think everything's just worked out for Wales to get there yeah I'm sure that's that's how they planned it (laughs) I know I just I just think it's worked out so well for us uh Quite selfishly, I think just like you'd take it, wouldn't you? If someone said the World Cup's not going to be in the summer, it's going to be after move to Christmas, but Wales will get there. Be like, yeah, yeah, 100%, I'll take that. But um, apart from that, I just think it is it's, it is really strange that it is in December. It's hard to get up for it. It feels like, it doesn't feel like it's a World Cup. I guess it won't until I watch the first game, I think, when it, when it kicks off. You'd be like, right, we're into World Cup now. And then like the next day, there's like three games. There's three games a day for ages or four. And yeah. then um, I think like you'd probably get into it then and you'd be like, oh shit, we're in a World Cup. But uh, you kind of got to, you kind of got to psych yourself up and be like, it's a World Cup. But I, I'm, yeah, I think it's, we would have been class if it was in the summer and Wales were there. They're on about expanding it, they, to like more teams next time. Yeah, they should do. Get more, get more teams there. Yeah. And I'm all for I'm all for like trying to expand it to different parts of the world. Like the South Africa World Cup was was brilliant. I thought that yeah, was Brazil. really good. The Brazil one was good. Yeah, Brazil had had some before and they but yeah, they but expanded if you're gonna rotate Africa. around the continents, that's the sort of that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. But I yeah, this one, yeah, it just like yeah, you know well, we know we we've talked about it enough from where it is. Um but uh, yeah, I just think it's all been done in the wrong way. Um, you know, I'm more I'm more for if it has to go to another country and we have to change the times. You know, if it goes into like Australia or New Zealand or Japan or something like that, and the times are, are, are funny, then I'll take that because it'd be good just to have it in a new place. 
but it does just doesn't feel like that at the moment. It's just like, yeah, it just still feels like it shouldn't really be there. Well, I'm sure there'll be plenty more to come out on that subject yeah. over, well, forever, I guess. Um, okay, let's let's get stuck into predictions then. We're starting with Group A. So Group A, we uh, we have got Qatar, obviously the the hosts, Ecuador, Senegal, and the Netherlands. Um, wow, that's probably a nice group to have if you're one of the big teams. Oh yeah, it's a good group. Do you think? We're both going to agree on the obvious winner here. Yeah, the Netherlands. I was yeah, say. they'll yeah they'll get they'll get through that group. I think they'll win and runner up. I've got my eyes here, but who who do you? Go I for? think Senegal will finish second. Yeah, I was going to say Senegal as well. They got a decent team. They won Africa Cup of Nations, didn't they? Yeah, is Mane fit though? I would say he was injured, wasn't he? But I don't know if he's. I've not seen their team. Um. Yeah, Mane. They got, other, yeah, they got other decent players, though. But, I mean, yeah, they there. got like Cooley plays for Chelsea, and he's good. Do you think the home Mendy, like sometimes the home team, is better than expected just because it's the home team? Do you see Qatar like having that happen to them? No, I thought like, I Russia thought when, that, it, when but... it was in Russia and it was like Russia all of a sudden were class. Yeah, I think I think it does help. Obviously, having in a home crowd, but I, yeah, I, I can't see it. Not that Less. I know. Much about Unless Qatar, Brazil, is it? yeah. Not that I know, yeah, well, yeah. Not that I know much about Qatar, but are they the lowest ranked team in the in the competition? I don't think they would have if it wasn't for the fact that they were hosting. No, exactly. Yeah. Group B, we should know all about this one: England, Iran, USA, and Wales. Well, we got to say Wales going to win that group. Are we actually going to say that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't when know. I did. When I did my uh, when I did this, uh, like the personal one, I put Wales in winning the group. Okay, but do we do? Are we doing this realistically or what we want? Realistic. Let's you, do you realistic, don't think right? Because if we're going to go into the knockouts, we want to have the teams that we think are going to be there. So I don't think Wales will win the group. We're going to talk about the battle of a runner-up after, but I don't think they'll win the group. <laughs> Well, if you think I, they will, we'll do. I'm being, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously being biased. I'm obviously being biased, but it all, it all depends on. I think it depends a lot on the USA game. If we beat USA in the first game, uh, I expect us to beat Iran, even though we shouldn't, you know, shouldn't take them lightly. And then, I, I think England in a World Cup. I think you're writing Iran off, mind. No, as I said, I know we shouldn't take them for granted, but I think, well, I think we can beat. I think we can win. We could easily lose the two games, and we'd be out. But I I don't know, and England don't England don't scare me. They don't scare me either, but they 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 should win the group. They should win the group, but they should have won groups before, and they should have won games before in competitions. And I don't know. Um, I guess trying to be neutral. Realistically, they should win the group. So if you want to put England to win the group, I just I'll think. Look, I I'll I'm I'm hoping that they don't, and it'd be great if we can. I just, I just not, I'm not sure. I think Iran is going to be a dark horse, not for winning necessarily everything, but for the group. I think they might. Um, they lost to someone recently, though. Iran did. Um, yeah, when was the last time Wales won a game? No, but they lost to someone. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Um, oh God! I did someone really low down in the rankings. 
So someone really say, low I down think, um, I think USA might finish bottom of the group. Jordan Morris is going to score against Wales. Oh, guaranteed. Well, why? What? Um, you know, um, Abraham and Richard were saying on when we did the Seattle podcast, they didn't seem happy at all with the squad today. They thought, like, the you know, yeah, the feeling that I got was that they they don't think it's going to be, they don't think it's going to be a good World Cup for them. No. Um, but then when you look at their squad on paper, it's, it's only South Korea for Iran that they've really lost to recently. Oh, no, that's what it was. It wasn't that they lost. They only beat Nicaragua 1-0. Yeah, so they only beat Nicaragua. Have you got... You can't see my screen, can you? Um, though, you say, it like, yeah, that it is right to, to pull that up as their last game, yeah? But then before that, they drew with Senegal and they beat Uruguay. Yeah, away as well. They beat Uruguay. Yeah, and in, the, in their run of recent fixtures, they've also... Um, I did see a decent result, but I can't find it now. Most of their games are winning, but they're not playing top teams. Sorry, yeah, most of these are not top teams. But yeah, out of the big ones, I guess Nicaragua could say one nil. We don't know what the squad was for that, do we? Or any of the ins and outs. I'm just, I just don't know. They're, they're not someone I feel comfortable um, writing off. But I don't, oh, no, I don't I know who would get second. Off. I don't even want to write USA off, really. I feel like they've got players that can do damage. Um, but I think maybe we'll put Wales second, is it? For yeah. I know, you know, we got we got to have we we got to have the faith. Yeah, look, it's one of them. We like I said, we could realistically lose every game and I and we could top the group. It's a bit of an open group that one, isn't it? I think. Um Yeah. It's a bit of a hard one from the outside to uh the guess who's gonna go through that group, but we I guess you've got to back yourself against Iran and USA. You've got to Yeah. If we can keep our best players fit, we've definitely got a fighting chance there. Yeah. So even if we get these the other way around, right, in any of these predictions, I'm calling that a success. Um, okay, so Group C. Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. Uh, I'm Argentina to win the group, surely. Yeah. It's kind of a naughty group that's... as well, though. Like Mexico, Poland, not easy games. Yeah. What about the other one then? Who do you think? Saudi Arabia, Mexico, Poland. I'm I'm feeling more Poland than Mexico. I don't think Saudi Arabia will <clears throat> be near it, I, but I, I'm. I don't think so. Feeling either. more, feeling more Poland than uh, Mexico. Poland being quite poor recently, though. Ah, they done a job on Wales. It's true. They did. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, Mexico, like I feel, might be better suited, and Saudi Arabia actually, to the the conditions they're going to be playing in. Yeah, it is a factor. That is a big factor. To be fair, um, I don't know. I just think I just think Poland had a bit too much when I was trying to think, but I but. I'm happy to go with Mexico if you want. It's no, going to be we'll, tight we'll between go with them. Poland. We'll have a nice uh, European uh, bias going through here. That, that game, though, Poland-Mexico is the big one, isn't it? To decide who's yeah. going to qualify from that group. Could go either way, to be fair. Yeah, it could go either way. Um, okay, Group T, France, Denmark, Tunisia, Australia, I think. For me. Are you ready for this? Oh, here we go. You're going to say France are not going to win the group. I think Denmark are going to win this group. 
That's a big shout. I'm going to put it in just because it's a big shout. I don't agree with you. I'm just saying that right now. On all my predictions I've done, I've, I think Denmark are going to win this group. You are putting France second, though, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll put them second. I personally think it'd be the other way around, but I'm happy to go with this because um, it's a big shout. And if you get it right, fair play. I just think, but... realistically, like, when you go through the groups and you do, like, right, Holland, England, Argentina, France, and then you pick Brazil and all the other teams to win their group, it never pans out like that. That's true. Someone always, one big team always flops in the group, doesn't they, or in a World Cup. And I was looking at it, and I think maybe France. I think, you know, they won, I know they won the World Cup last time. They were not good in the Euros. And Denmark were brilliant in the Euros. They they should have beaten England, really, in the semi and got to the final. Um, I think, next yeah. One. Next one could be the same. Go for Ruby, it. Spain, Germany, Japan, Costa Rica. I'm this not is, sure this how good is Spain and Germany are these days. Yeah, this is a hard group. But going based on the Euros, I thought Spain were brilliant and they were unlucky not to beat Italy in the semis. They thought they were really yeah. good. I would say Spain over Germany. I think Germany yeah, hit the miss. I'm glad you said that. I was thinking Spain to win that group. I just, if you're saying about, a, I would say Germany to be runner up, yeah. But if, like you're saying, it never pans out quite as what you expect, I would feel like they are one of the big teams at risk of not going through. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I just think recently, the last couple of years, like they have not been the same Germany that yeah. you know, since they won the World Cup and all that. Um, they weren't very good in the Euros either, Germany. Are we going to go with Germany or are we going to maybe upset from Japan? <sighs> Costa Rica, I don't think we'll have enough. No, I don't think so. They had a good time last time, didn't they? Or, or one of the recent ones where... Um, oh, one last one was, it was the one before. What's his name? Joel Campbell? Oh, I yeah, played for Arsenal and never played. Yeah, he had a good time. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm happy. Well, I'm you, I'll you can take the call on this one because I, I don't feel confident to say Japan will get through. Yeah, I, like I just I feel like they could, but I don't, I wouldn't put them down. Like, you know, if I'm putting a bet on this, then I would not. This is probably what I would pick. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, fair. But that's the, you know, that would also be the lower odds, and like you said, it never pans out that way. So well, this one is interesting. Group F: Belgium, Canada, Morocco, Croatia. Belgium would be favourites, but would they win the group? I think I think they will. I think they'll win this group. Yeah. Yeah, I think they'll win this group. Yeah, I, I don't expect them to. I don't know. They always seem to like not do well in a tournament they somehow they find a way to lose uh, in big tournaments but I think they'll have enough to win that group and second place you know what I think a lot of people put Croatia but I feel like they might have a bit of a rough one I'm worried about Croatia because I think like a lot of their their like golden generation when they got to the World Cup final they needed to win that last one Uh, yeah I think um yeah, I don't know. A lot of a lot of their players, like Modric, is old. Um, I don't think. I don't. Perisic is he in the squad? I haven't seen the squad. To be fair, well, did they, they got to the final, did they? Um, they got to the final in the World Cup. The, in France, the Euros was the semis. Did they get to the semis? No, they didn't get the semis in the Euros. 
Because the semis was... Uh, sorry, sorry. When am I thinking they played England? And that was the... That was the World, the World Cup, Cup semis, that was sorry. it. My mistake, yeah. I was uh, getting crossover. Um, yeah, I feel like that was their moment. They had, If they were going to do it, that's when... That they was their, their best chance. Best team. But... I feel like they got to regenerate a bit now. I don't know if you look. I was just looking, trying to look at their results. Though their results in the Nations League, they were they were comfortable. They won, you know, they won quite a lot. I think they done quite well. Yeah, you see, they beat um, they beat Denmark away here and home. Um, drew with France and beat them away. So they must, you know, they they, they can't be that. Uh, not be that bad. Yeah, if if they were to go out though, Morocco and Canada, would they be the ones like? Would... I don't. I just I, think no, we've, been quite, we've been quite like straightforward, haven't we, so far? Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I can't see. I don't know. Looking at that, I can't see Canada and Morocco beating Croatia. Canada, I think, got up and coming, and they, but um, hmm. Morocco again playing in the conditions that we're used to it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. They have enough quality. I don't know. I don't think they have right, enough we'll, quality. We'll stick with Croatia. I think. Like, I was worried about them. I was trying I to think, think about it. But then, I looking at their, blame you completely. Looking at their recent results, though. Like, yeah. If you look at England's recent results, they're getting knocked out. And Wales. I, t- I told you Wales can top the group. No, but Wales as well. They haven't. Been <laughs> yeah, I know. We haven't been. Yeah. Okay, Group G. Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. Now, this is probably a bit tricky. Yeah, That's this tricky. is hard. I think hard. easy winner, you'd think. Yeah. I think Brazil have to win that group. Second place could be any of them. Yeah. I agree. Um, I, don't, I don't even know who I want to back. Um, I don't have faith in, like, I think every time I think Switzerland are going to have a good time, they're rubbish. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, this is a hard one. So, I I like think I think. Cameroon. Yeah, you feel enough. Yeah, I, well, we only got Senegal from like Africa at the moment. I feel like usually there'll be a little bit more success. They're yeah. not pushovers, are they? We're just being a bit like we see a lot more of the European teams, and everyone knows about the Brazils and the Argentinas. Yeah. I think Cameroon are decent at the moment. Um, yeah, I suggest that's, that's, that's a hard one. I was trying to look for um, some of the results, and I think Switzerland done all right. They were in League A in the in the Nations League, and they they done all right. Um, they they stayed in there, um, and they had Portugal, Spain, and Czech Republic in in their group. Yeah, actually, looking at Cameroon's results, I've convinced myself against against <laughs> they lost yeah, to Uzbekistan yeah I think it's going to be it's the Swiss it's, I'd edge more Switzerland than like, Serbia these results don't really mean anything um, no they don't they, they don't mean because it's it's ages ago as well now all these players have been through um, yeah like like, it's like a half a season of football as well and it knocked like Ivory Coast out of the um, World Cup Qualifiers, so you'd, Ivory Coast team that 
regularly get there and do decent. Yeah. What about um, Serbia? They, I don't think we can write Serbia off. No, they, they cruised through their group, but they were in League B, so they've gone up to A now. I think they cruised through Sweden, and I think I can't remember who else they had, but you got uh, Mitrovic on front. Could score goals for fun. Could get some goals if you've got a goal scorer. So, what do you reckon? It's going to be between Serbia and Switzerland, I think. Be one so of those. You're writing off Cameroon then. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 my instinct was Serbia or Switzerland. I'm going to say, I'll say, I'll back Serbia because they got because they got a goal scorer. Okay, we'll go with Serbia. Group H: Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay. Korea Republic. Um, I think Uruguay go through because I got them in a sweep. I think Uruguay win that group as well. I wasn't going to say win. I was going to say Portugal win. <sighs> this was another one where I was thinking they might not go through. I mean, that'd be a bit after that interview, Ronaldo and all that. I know. I think it'd be class if they go on and win it. But, you know, like when I was looking at it, thinking which of the big teams might not go through the group. Um, I think Portugal definitely could be one up there, I think. And who do you think drops them out? Ghana, is it? No, Korea, I think. Really? Yeah, I find... Yeah. I fancy Ghana over Korea. Nah. Andre Ayew's going to score. Oh, he's about 40 now, isn't he? Jordan, then. <laughs> I don't know. Korea got Son, didn't he? Goal scorer. Is he going? Is he? Yeah, he is, yeah, he's, he's going. He had a fractured cheekbone or something. Stone has had an awful season though, so I wouldn't even like. Is that a good like? I don't know. I just he's rubbish this year. I will. I'll let you overrule me on this one because I think I've had my way on Serbia and. Yeah, Denmark. but I was going to say Portugal and Uruguay. So, if you want to say Portugal is not going through, I'm happy to. Well, I, I, I just can't see them dropping out. I think they got a good squad. Back yourself. Even without Ronaldo. Make the call. I I if I was I I'd be tempted to put Uruguay and um Korea first and second. But right, we got on cool. record. He's made one of these uh, dodgy calls with France finishing second, don't you? But you watch this, it'll be absolutely nowhere near Well we I've got I've I'm putting Portugal first. I think they're gonna do all right. I can't okay. unless there's so much animosity in the camp because of the Ronaldo thing, maybe. Um but we'll see. I've clicked um, right. Okay, so we've now generated the bracket for the next round. So that puts, um, based on our selections, which I should have read out, but I've gone past it now. So hopefully you can remember when we go to each group. Anyway, round 16, match one, Netherlands against Wales. I think we lose, to be honest. You're going to say win. No, no, I, if, if we have, no, I. it's only because I think we'll be where England are playing against Senegal and we might beat Senegal, but... I think Holland beat us if we get Holland. Yeah, I'd say Netherlands, um, yeah. Argentina, France. Now that is a that's a nice that's a spicy one. See, and then because oh, France finished second, I don't even know. Like that's hard. I feel I, like I'd it's be, Messi's last chance, isn't it? I'd be back in Argentina. It is Messi's last chance. I feel like France have got a lot of good players. How do you fit them into a team? I know I'm right in France off a little bit, but they've still got a class squad. They could they could win it, but I don't know. I just got a feeling. All right, we'll go Argentina. Um, 
England Senegal. I'd probably say England. Yeah. Gonna get a nice run again, like they always do, and then uh, capitulate. I know they'll they, they will have a nice run again, probably. Denmark Poland. Denmark. 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 And I think England get Denmark again then in the next round too. Ah uh, yeah. So they could potentially have if Denmark to win their group, they'd have Senegal Denmark, and then. Yeah, Iran, Wales, and USA, and then be like the best team in the world, but not played any of the top like ten teams. Spain, Croatia. Now I know I I give best stick to Croatia, but I feel like they are the sort of team that could beat Spain there. But I probably would back Spain. Yeah, I'll back Spain. This is so cliche. This this uh, this one of these is if this happened, one of these is wrong, hundred percent. Yeah, but this is why I. Thought Uruguay were going to win this group and they'd be playing Serbia <laughs> and Portugal be playing Brazil. I mean, oh God. You have to say Brazil, don't you? But like. I think Uruguay are dark horse. I think Uruguay are a good dark horse in this World Cup. Do you, do you reckon they're going to knock Brazil out? Yeah. Well, on, on paper, Brazil, you know. Cavani, you're going to do the, the job. Yeah, Cavani, Suarez, and Nunes. Nunes is going to be better than Lavezzi then, yeah? Because that used to be Cavani, Suarez, Lavezzi, didn't they? Oh, no, Lavezzi's Argentinian, isn't he? Forlan. Oh, yeah, sorry, Forlan. Yeah, Forlan. My mistake. I, I was thinking of playing as Napoli on FIFA. Napoli, yeah, uh, Cavani and Lavezzi. Napoli, Lavezzi, Holy yeah. Trinity and Hamzik, was it? Yeah, Hamzik, Yeah, Lavezzi. sorry, that's why I was getting Cavani, wow. Lavezzi, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Flip a coin. <laughs> All right, you go in Uruguay. I'm going to put Uruguay. Um, I was Lee's called to put that out there. Sorry, Old. Neymar. Um, I think that's Portugal, Brazil, though. I think or Korea, Brazil. All right, well, look, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but <laughs> I got to back Uruguay. Match seven, so Belgium, Germany. Oh, that's another one. I think. Good game. I would say Belgium. Yeah, I fancy Belgium. And then Portugal, Serbia. I'd say Portugal. In that game, I'd fancy Portugal, yeah. Okay, this uh, next round. Quarterfinal one, Netherlands, Argentina. Argentina. Yeah, I, in that game. I, I'd say Argentina, I think. Um, Netherlands are just hot and cold. Um, quarterfinal two, Spain, Uruguay. <clears throat> That's naughty. Uruguay. I, I was going to let you choose because you backed Uruguay last time, so I wanted to see what you said. We'll go Uruguay. I'm not sure if I agree, but it's fine. England, Denmark. <laughs> I probably would. Well, I, does it have to be England? Know, actually, I reckon Denmark. I think it's the it's the revenge game from the semis in the Euros where Sterling dives and they get that penalty. It's the redemption arc for Christian Eriksen. He's going to yeah. come back and like do really well. They shouldn't. Ne- they, they were so lucky in that semi-final. England were against Denmark. My God. Yeah, let's go Denmark. Screw it. Belgium, Portugal. Belgium, I think. Oh, I wanted to set up a Ronaldo Messi final. We can we go with Portugal, everyone. Don't let me. Don't class. let me take all the. Well, I, 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 that's that's what I would like to see. Doesn't mean I think it's what's going to happen. I think Belgium's probably got a better team. Can you imagine that Argentina Portugal final? I was just—I didn't think of that. Can you imagine that? 
that would be class. Because one of them is going to be like, right, I say one of you is like... It's like the final. It's, this, yeah. it's the fight. It's the Messi-Ronaldo final all of the whole time. Arguing, like, who's the best? Well, go get World, the World Cup, Cup trophy, uh, and then one of you is... That's it, full stop. I think that would be amazing. That would be amazing. That's the end, though, isn't it? That is literally like, right, sort it out, boys. I'd love to see it. And I think, like, e- either way, like, if Argentina win the World Cup, even if they don't play Portugal in the final or, or vice versa, it would just be such a statement, wouldn't it? Like, Ronaldo yeah. winning the World Cup or Messi winning the World well, Cup. Well, they both get to the final, and one of them's guaranteed to have a World Cup trophy. It's like. Yeah, that's mental. That is. That would be. Oh, yeah. That would be an unbelievable final. That would be like, right, okay, it's literally like getting sorted out tonight. Yeah, like you That's have the debate. We've yeah. Everybody's had the debate for years, but it's literally like the final of the debate, like World Cup final. Especially if one of them scored the winning goal and it was like a 1-0 and yeah. it's the one that scored it. Yeah. Imagine, oh, that yeah. would be like the best World Cup final ever. Or it was or like both four, get three. a hat-trick and it goes to <laughs> yeah. the penalty shootout and they both miss their penalty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can you imagine. Oh, I'd love to see it. I'd love or to like see that. Or everyone else misses their penalty and it's those two left for each team. And it's like one of them scores, so that can the other one match it? I would love to see but that. These final. scenarios are never going to happen. Yeah, can you imagine like the just the build up of those two leading up to our final? Ah, oh, class. Yeah, it would be crazy. Right. Argentina in the semi final against Uruguay. I still say Argentina. I know you love Uruguay. Yeah, no, I, I'd back Argentina. The road stops here, unfortunately, my sweet. Yep. Lose. Denmark, Belgium. I'd go with Belgium. I go with Belgium. We're taking Belgium to the final. I know. I don't know if Belgium gets to. I don't know if they get to the final. See, but that's well, where we've, ended we've up. decided. They do. This is where we've ended up. Um, Third place playoff: Uruguay, Denmark. Uh, Uruguay. Uruguay. Yeah. And then I guess we're going Argentina based on the fact that you don't think Belgium even get to the final. Yeah, so I think Argentina might win it. Goat. Yep, I might be with that. I don't know where I'm submitting this to. Do they do like a? Perhaps they'll do an overall, like what everyone thought. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, so um, I'll have to look back at that because obviously I haven't saved it anywhere. See how right we are when uh, the World Cup starts progressing. We'll revisit it at the end of the group stage and see how many of the knockout games. Oh, they're all going to be wrong. I won't be coming on the podcast if France have like hammered their group. We still have them to go through. Yeah, true. What if, what if uh, England get knocked out? <laughs> we'll be like, yes. Yeah, it's will. What if it's USA and Iran that go through? <laughs> yeah, can you imagine that? Yeah. Well, uh, it could happen. Who knows? I think that's the most, I think it's one of the most open groups. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the Swans. So we've got like 10, 15 minutes perhaps to talk about. Um, there's only one match actually, but we're going to perhaps just discuss where we are halfway. So obviously they played Huddersfield away and it was a, it was a nil-nil, bit of a draw, bit of a like, could say disappointing. I think they were well in control. I think Bender made a top save right at the end of the match that kind of kept the point. Should have probably won the game. Couldn't really break break the defence down, get through well enough. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, that's that's like four draws in five games. Sorry, three three draws in four games, with one defeat in the middle, or three in a row. Um, no, I was right. It is four draws in five games. I don't know why the thing I hadn't updated. Four draws in five games, the last three games being draws. So it's kind of like a bit of a dud period before the World Cup. Hopefully we can come back and pick back up. But it's always better to do the draws than loss. Yeah. Um, so where do you think we are going into the break? Uh, well, I would, have, I would have taken it all day, to be fair. Like, um, if you'd offered me eight um, going into the World Cup break, especially with the start we had. Um, yeah, I'd have taken it all day. I, I'm, I'm quite I'm quite happy with it to be honest. If you look at it overall, obviously like the start was rubbish. Then we had a like an unbelievable period in the middle, and then it's kind of tailed off again. So it's kind of it's been so inconsistent. But then if you look at it, if you look at the bigger picture, I think you'd taken it all day, especially the way the championship has been this year. To be eighth in the league, you know, couple of last minute goals here or there. We've had some, we've conceded some. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's probably about fair. That we're, that we're sort of around that mid, you would have taken it, you'd take yeah. it mid table, but three eighth and you know, not far off the playoffs. Well, we're basically we're on the same points as Millwall, who are in sixth. Yeah, I mean, so we're not in the playoffs it. because of goal difference. Yeah, we're taking it. But what are we like? Isn't it something stupid like eight points off relegation and seven points off the top? It's quite tight, actually. Yeah, it's like it's ridiculous. Yeah, eight points, eight points from um, Wigan, who are in 22nd. 10 points off Burnley were top. But like we kind of had our good form and all of the teams that were in the playoffs at the time fell off a bit. And yeah. then now we've dropped off a bit, they've all picked back up and gone ahead yeah. again. It's weird, isn't it? Like because it was Sheffield, Blackburn, Norwich, they all fell off a bit. Norwich is still a bit different. Uh, but they're still obviously up there. And Watford, like we obviously beat them. They were on a bad run under Billich and now they've started moving back up. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just mad. I think West Brom it's proper tailed off today under Steve Bruce, but I think they've picked up a couple of results lately. Three wins so in a row, they bad. Yeah, expect them to come back. It'll that ta- the table will sort itself out. I think we're still not going to be near um, Burnley, Norwich, Sheffield United, Watford, and West Brom will probably come back strong. Um, even though I think they're probably too far down now to make a. Like a promotion charge, but they they're might get in the playoffs. Off the playoffs. Yeah, I think they they they'll make a playoff charge, but um, oh, no, I, I, I I yeah, I, I think it's too late to run for automatics. But uh, well, you never know in this league. But I think those teams there have got in the long run over a season. I know it's all been up and down, but I think over the long run over the season, I think they will have enough to finish, um, like above us. I think. Um, yeah. So I, you know, we said at the beginning of the year, like I would, you, you sort of see us as a mid-table team at the moment. If we can push up and challenge for the playoffs, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. Honestly, I take it. We're not consistent enough, are we? Really, to like do, no, what we need to do every week. There's too many times where it's a bit too much of a bad start, or yeah, it's, it's a good trait that we can come back into games, but. There's been a couple where having a slow start has cost us, and then also a couple where not seeing it through at the end has cost us. And that combined factors where we are, isn't it really? They're not the same level every week in, week out, which I know most teams actually in this league aren't. But it's when you can reach near that level is when you're looking like the one of the two that's going to go up for sure. 
Yeah, I think um, as well, looking at our season as a whole, I think like he didn't really, I don't think he really knew his best team at the start of the season. And I still, again, I've probably said this every podcast, but I think when he brought Ollie Cooper in that Stoke game, I think that changed the season. Um, And then the massive factor is, I think we've talked about it as well, is the form of like Perot and Oberfemi. I think if they if they hit the form that they were in last year, I think we're in the top five, top four. With the way the championship has been, considering we're like on the same point as the playoffs, I think if they if they had hit top form like they did last year, we'd be up there. So I don't think we're that far off, to be honest. I don't no. outside the top, outside those top sides that we named. Um, there's not there's not many other teams I think that are that are that, that, are, that are better than us necessarily. I think we're you know we're we're pretty good at the moment, and I think if if those two have been firing, I mean we're lucky to have Perot and Oberfemi in the championship. I mean if you look at our squad on paper, it's good enough to be to be top ten at least, isn't it? But I think if they were firing this at the beginning of the season, then we'd be we'd be way up there. Yeah, I agree. I think we're too far off. I think um, we get frustrated when things aren't going away, but I don't think it's as, as that bad as what maybe a lot of people would um, make no. out. I've got some more stats that we can dive into. So, in the XG uh, to score goals, we are 10th with an XG of 1.48 each game. So that's not... We're two places ahead in terms of where we are on the league table for a goal scoring, for chance creation, if you like. Um, tenth, so mid-table. Mid for comparison, Sheffield United are on 1.95. And this one's interesting. Guess who's in second place? What's this now for chances created? So it's XG, isn't it? So it's expected goals. But expected goals, It's, it's right. a good way to, like... Want, you know, if you if people criticize teams like oh they don't create many chances, there's something that people say about the Swans pass around the ball, don't yeah, create yeah, that many yeah. chances. Yeah, extra years. Oh yeah, you know, there's I, a big algorithm around there, not quite like... sure, but it's like how likely you would score. Um essentially. So like you how how good is that opportunity and should you get a goal as a result of it? And that gives you a higher number. I know so I ten. hate that stat. I hate that stat, but it's quite useful to be fair, it's quite accurate, I think. It's it's used quite a lot now because of how good it kind of has proven. No, I know. Obviously I, I, nothing's yeah. perfect, but I think it just highlights where, you know, like if you get a penalty, I think the XG of a penalty is quite high. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if you score from outside of the box, like a worldy goal, that XG would be quite low because it's not necessarily a clear-cut opportunity. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. So it, it, that's what a judge is like. Is it a one on one? Is it like how close? I know. Are that's you know what I'm like. You know what I'm like for stats. I just yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's a good indication. I'm saying of no. I get. I know. I yeah. No, I agree. It, it, it is to be fair. I get. I get where it's coming from. It's just like it's so not like, for me. <laughs> second place, right, is West Brom. So it shows how poor their season's been because they're just not finishing. So they're on one point eight six. Um, otherwise, it's quite. The top teams are quite up there. Stoke's quite high, uh, probably a bit higher than they are in the league. And then the other one, though, is XG against, right? So that's goals against. Same principle, just the opportunities conceded. This might be a bit surprising. And I'm not really sure what it tells us. I guess we could talk about it. But we are 21st. 
so in theory, we should concede the fourth least amount of goals based on the chances created against us, which actually does make sense when you think about it, because if we got like... Is it all we low, low down because we concede more goals? Is that what it means? No, no, no. Or no, we no. got it's, the lowest? No, because it's 1.24, which means on average, you'd expect 1.24 goals scored against Swansea per game. Yeah. 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 Based on the XG of all the team's players. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it does make sense when you think about it, because if the team playing us has got like 25 to 30% of the possession... Yeah, they probably do create a lot less chances than they create against other teams when they get more of the ball. And I think the problem is, and perhaps this is what it's highlighting, is that they've got the low amount of ball, but they're still creating a damaging enough chance to get that goal. And then they'll go sit back. Yeah. So I guess that is highlighting that, really. Oh, yeah, and you've seen it. I mean, it's been so frustrating to watch sometimes when we've watched games because... It was a bit of a criticism because we would have all the ball and not really create anything. But it's so frustrating when teams then have limited chances and they seem to take them. Wigan is a good example. Like they just had two corners, go two goals, and that was probably it for chances or for big chances. And we saw all year, it was just like, I remember the beginning of the year, like the Luton game where we seemed to have the ball and do nothing. And they came forward a couple of times and had, you know, scored two goals and had a good couple of other chances. But. I think it's just, yeah, it just, uh, it, it does represent how we play, I guess. Yeah. Um, so we don't give up a lot of chances, to be fair, but I think when we do give up chances, they are good chances. Yeah. Teams catch us on the break. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, like, even if that's one a match and then they can get it and sit back, it's still, yeah. um, that's all they need sometimes, isn't it? Because we, our defense, in terms of how many goals we can see, it doesn't be that many big ones. It's just two that come to mind, and that's, Blackburn and Burnley. Uh, otherwise, because even the games like we've gone behind, like the Red and we've gone 2 0 down and Wigan, we come back. So yeah. it's not out to reach um, for the, them two that I said earlier would be the ones that I would say the anomalies where it was a really bad performance and we did concede a few. But yeah, it's interesting stuff. I just it just shows where we we need to definitely improve. Like the chance create if if you're going to go up, what I mean is like the chance creation. It needs to be better than ten in XG. Oh yeah, no XG yeah. is not the be all and end all, but it shows why we are where we are, and perhaps why maybe Perot and Obafemi need to do a bit more. Yeah, create opportunities for themselves, get themselves in better positions. Um, yeah, anything else to say on that then? No. No, no, I think I think that's fair. I think uh, what we want for next year is just more, more contribution, more goal contributions from Oberfemi and Pro. I think. Okay, so looking at halfway then, um, goal scorers and Cham and Peru have got five. Got Manning and Darlin, Ollie Cooper and Oberfemi on three, and then Matt Grimes, Ben Cabango, Jay Fulton, and Kandel, and Sorinola will have one. So it's a bit of a spread. No yeah, one really taking spread. a goal scoring by a scruff of the neck. Yeah. At all, really. I think I think that's that's quite that's quite telling as well, like what we were just saying, like between Perot and Obafemi, they've only got eight goals. And two of those are Perot penalties, aren't they? Yeah. And between Cham and Ollie Cooper, who very rarely start together or play a full match together, or either both of them play a full match at all, they usually subbed off. They've got eight goals. Yeah. It's and quite alarming, really. 
come in like halfway through the season. That's a massive, I know we've probably hit, touched on this narrative too much now, but it's massive difference from last year. It's definitely something not quite right with those two, is it? With maybe they, they wanted to go in the summer, or, you know, Oberfemi nearly went to Burnley. I mean, what did they get last year between them? I think Perot got 20 plus, didn't he? And they got over 30. Oberfemi got about 12, didn't he? So yeah, it's about 30 odd between them. And now they've only got eight and six. Now six it's like, are they going to get over 15 between them? Well, they've got six outfield goals between them. Yeah, it's poor. Yeah. Yeah, I think for the caliber of players, that they can be. I think it is. Yeah, that's quite poor. You could add uh, Manning, Darlin, um, Cabango, Soranola as defenders, and they've had eight goals. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, it's quite spread, but... Uh... Yeah, you want your front. It's end good to have a spread. It's like the complete opposite problem that we've had recently, where it's like yeah. we're relying too much on McBurney, we're relying too yeah. much on Andre Ayew, we're relying too much on Brewster, um, or or last season Peru. And now it's like, oh, I've, like we can't get a striker to score. They're not scoring enough. It's like literally completely opposite, which is weird, but I guess. I don't know what you prefer, to be honest, because if it's one player, they get injured, that's a problem. But if it's everyone, at least you know someone can chip in. And that's but just what I'm saying. I mean, like, a lot of opportunities. So. It is, yeah, it is good to have a spread, because if you have that spread across the team, like, you know, a couple of midfielders pitching in with goals. And I said that last year, I was like, desperate for like a goal-scoring midfielder. And Cham coming up with five, and Cooper coming up with three, that's that's perfect for a midfield. And then, you know, he defenders, Darling, to be fair, and Manning, scored some good goals. Um that's class. If you have your strikers firing in all cylinders as well, that's a, that's like a recipe to get promoted, isn't it? A um, couple of other things I want to pick up on, because we perhaps talk about who our players of the season so far are. Um, key passes per game, on average, it's, it's, um, 1.8 is the highest for Ryan Manning, a 1.4 per game for Mac Ryans. And then Luke Kendall's on 1.1 in third place, so he's having a good impact. I will say, like with Kundal, I think he's been quite underrated. I tend, like, I'm guilty of it myself. I tend to like forget about him because I think, I think of Cooper and Incham and Obafemi and Perot and Patson, and I just think, oh, who's going to start? Who's going to start? And then I always, you know, when you're doing the fan hub prediction for the team, and I always forget about Kundal. I don't know why, but I think, and every time he plays, he's he's been brilliant. And I think Martin really likes him now. I think since he came into the team, I think Martin likes to play him quite a lot. Yeah, he's definitely been in and around there a little bit more recently. And then look at assists as well. We've got Grimes on five, Manning's got two, and Cham's got two, Soranola's got two, and then all of these are on one. You've got Cooper, Kendall, Norton, Latabodia, Nathan Wood, and Michael Obafemi. Joe Perot hasn't even registered an assist. I know. It's, yeah, it's quite scary. He's dead. It's like to what he was last year. Yeah. It's got to be something needs, in it, isn't it? He needs to have a little bit of a break, reassess himself and come back in the same form that he was in last I week. genuinely think the break is going to be good for us. I think. Um, I guess it all depends how teams handle it and how we like start um, after a break. But it is only a month. I you keep thinking it's really long, but it's only a month. Um, it's going to go really quick because it'll start back up while the World Cup is still on, won't it? So um, we're only really missing, we're missing Cabango and... And Ollie Cooper, I guess. Joe Allen's been injured for a lot of time. So all the rest of the players that are at home, resting. Manning didn't go. Uh, oh, and in Cham as well, sorry. That's going to be a big miss, actually, if they go quite far. Um, 
if he comes back and he's not quite fit. Um, but apart from that, um, all the team, all, all the team there are gonna have a rest. Um, they'll probably get back in training quite regularly. You know, they'll rest up. I think we might be good for the break. I know it'll be a lot. It'll be the same for the rest of the championship. But I think with the way that we play as well, a break in the middle will will be will be beneficial. And people said about Leeds, didn't they? When COVID stopped the season, that that helped them when they got promoted because they tend to burn out at the end of the season because yeah. of the way that they play. I think, uh, yeah, I think it'd be, I think it'd be good for us to get players back fit as well. Who do you think then halfway? Who is your halfway player of the season so far? Ooh, it's a massive shout, right? And I think it's hard not to pick uh, like Grimes, and I think Manning's been outstanding this year. Like he scored some goals, and he's been he's been brilliant, and we do miss him. And Grimes, like when you saw he was out of the squad, but I've been banging the drum for so long. I think Ollie Cooper's been, I think he's been amazing. I think he changed our season when he brought him in that Stoke game. Um, from then on, we went on that big run. And I just think he's been brilliant. I think I, I I would give it to Ollie Cooper. Yeah, but he's no Johnny Williams, is he? <laughs> yeah, let's not go there again. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Johnny Williams has been in the squad before, you know, and played five years ago. So, yeah. sorry, I was no dig at Ollie Cooper. It was um, we got questioned for comparing, not comparing. We we said Ollie Cooper should go to the World Cup instead of Johnny Williams. So that's what that was about, basically. Anyway. Um, I still, I still double down on that. Just saying. Oh yeah. I, I, so yeah. Argue absolutely. with me all you want. My arguments are, in my opinion, valid. But in your opinion, they're not, and that's fine. Um, okay. So I'll probably say Ryan Manning because I think when he wasn't there, we, I, I torn between him and Grimes. It might change by the end of the season, but I think Manning's just been outstanding. And I think because of the inefficiencies we might have at wing back, he just highlights what we could do if we had that position sorted out when he's there, he's really good. And it's like awful news when he's not there. Like yeah. I really worry about the wing wing back positions when he's not one of them at the moment. So um I think he's had a really good season. And you know, I gave him a bit of stick last year and he's come and responded quite well. So I've got to give him credit for that. So fair play. Keep it yeah. up. Yeah. Keep it up. Right. Um, we'll end it there then, just over an hour. So thanks, all as always, for um, coming along. We didn't have a game today with the, the team prediction selection thing, but obviously there's no Swans games now for a couple of weeks. So we'll bring that back in due course. Um, looking forward to the World Cup, seeing how bad our predictions for the group stages are, see what giant killings and shock knockouts that are in group stages and I look forward to seeing if Wales can do well and do perhaps better than I expect them to do but I think getting here is an achievement so it's not like I'm trying to write them off or put them down I just think we when was the last time we got here you know so just enjoy it I guess and if it means we got in the group stages at least we were here obviously yeah. we all won more but um, we'll have to see what happens but yeah thanks for joining Lee Leave no us all your thoughts in the comments on the World Cup, on Ronaldo, on the Swans halfway point of the season. And we shall see you in the next video. Have a good one and catch you again. See you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a muck nugget share box and a few tips with your mates? 
you channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.